I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here. I am your chakra expert, your energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co. You gotta check it out. It's a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that's both glamorous and grounded. And speaking of glamorous, I'm so excited today to have the queen of money manifesting on the show, Amanda Francis. She is just the realest be around with the best Chanel collection, no fucks given attitude, and just really fab tips on how to manifest money without making it too difficult. Today, we are getting into all the money manifesting things, all the controversies around money, and you're walking away with some really great tips. So this is what we're getting into. We're talking about how to use haters and doubters to your advantage when you've got big dreams. We're talking about your new money manifesting daily practice that will have you ranting up your richness vibes. We're talking about how to change your perception of money so you can manifest more because believe it or not, we all kind of have some weird hangups around money and it's actually blocking it from coming in. And we're doing a major PSA on why we need to stop making money a taboo subject. So this is honestly a really spicy the episode. If you're someone who is raised to think that talking about money is taboo or tacky or rude, or even if you're someone who feels stuck financially and gets triggered by money jealousy, go into this episode with an open mind. Okay. Be open to shift your perception around money and just really try to like learn to have like a higher vibe around money and to not let it make you feel funny talking about it. Because I swear that makes such a difference. So money does not have to be selfish. It doesn't have to be rude. And it can be something that you're really proud of. No one criticizes Olympic medalists for their accomplishments. And I don't know about you, but I don't have any dreams or goals that involve running at all. Um, but I have lots of dreams about money. So I think it's okay to like brag about it and talk about it because that's how we help manifest it. It is safe to have a fabulous life. It is safe to have the means to provide and support your family. And you know, the more money you have, you're able to have more energy and space to give and to love people and to give value and to give free content. Like we're, you know, like all these influencers are doing. So Amanda is a self-made millionaire, multimillionaire, who's made all this money in her own business without a huge table of executives making decisions for her and without having to raise capital. And she's honestly barely had a team at all. So let's celebrate her in this episode. And the more we celebrate people that have the things we want, the more open we are to manifesting them. So if you want to be a millionaire, stay tuned and listen up. Speaking of making it okay to talk about money, I want to share with you guys that since doing the Kuan Yin mantra, 
I have literally had the best month in my business ever. I made just below $90,000 in one month. And just to give you like some context, when I was working my nine to five about three and three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was making $50,000 a year. And now I just made 90,000 in a month. So I hope that inspires you because if you want to be, you know, that boss babe raking in the money, just know that I only started my business three and a half years ago. So it's a hundred percent possible for you too. And this brings me to the chakra tip, the Kuan Yin mantra. I owe it all to Kuan Yin. I've been doing this mantra. So the mantra is Om Mani Padme Hum. And there's a really great version of it on Spotify. If you type in Marti Nico, so M-A-R-T-I and then Nico N-I-K. KO and you can just type in Kuan Yin. I'm pretty actually no, I don't know if it says Kuan Yin on it, but if you type in Om Mani, so just O M and then M A N I. Um, and then Martinico, it'll come up. We'll link you to it in the show notes anyways, but it's a very reggae vibe version of the mantra and I love just like shaking my booty to it while I'm manifesting my best life. So, I also have it on my Spotify playlist. So, if you just search Kundalini Vibes on Spotify, there are a few other playlists named Kundalini Vibes, but mine is by me. It just says the author is Amber Lee. So, it is on there. I think it's like the third or fourth to last song. Um, but it's so freaking good. And honestly, like since doing this mantra, it has like literally changed my life. Like I said, I made more money than ever. I have, um, like, I don't know. It's, it's just been crazy. We, my husband like quit his job and he's been working for me and it's literally only been 28 days of doing this mantra and all of this amazing wild stuff has happened. So Kuan Yin is the goddess of love, compassion, and self-love. So I feel like I've never loved myself more. I feel like I've never loved my body more. I feel like I've never been able to give more love authentically. And I feel like that that's been the direct reflection of the financial wins, like me going out there, giving so much free content, giving so much value, helping people. And then that's when the money comes in. So the channels are open, the floodgates are open and here's to hopefully my uh, $100,000 a month next month. I think it can happen. Okay. I want to do a chakra shout out to K pure natural body care. You know, I love a good face mist and they give me energy and they help me sleep and I'm just obsessed with them. So it is, they do, they have a bunch of like amazing products, but I love the face mist. I also have the chapstick as well, which is really, really nice. But the mist that I use, I I like strategically use them throughout the day. So I have one that's called good morning. So right when I wake up, I spray it on my face, I spray it on my pillow and then kind of just like roll in it. And it's like a citrusy, citrusy, delicious vibe. And then during the day I use their mist that's called keep going, which is like a mint and lemon. And it smells so freaking good. And then at night I use the settle down, which is lavender and all this amazingness. So all of them have a witch hazel in them, which is a really good toner too. So if you put it on before your moisturizer, it's so, so good for your skin. So go check out KPR. We're going to link you in the show notes as well. Go do the Kuan Yin mantra and listen to this episode, get debt money with Amanda Francis. Welcome back to Shaka Girl Radio. Guys, I am so fucking excited for today's guest, Amanda Francis. This is like a long time coming. I've been wanting to have Amanda on for a long time. She's literally the like money manifestation queen. She has a very super successful and inspiring platform on a mission to empower women to design lives and businesses that they are wildly obsessed with. She daily strives towards this through the continual creation of her wildly popular digital courses and her And She Rises the Fuck Up podcast, her mastermind, and she just gives so much free content. It's insane. Make sure you're following Amanda Francis. I've been inspired by her since the beginning of my business. I love her no fucks given attitude, her Chanel collection, and (laughs) so happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yay. Let's whip into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? I don't have one and it drives people crazy. (laughs) Like spiritual people are supposed to have morning routines and evening routines. And I just like, don't, I just don't. So like I go through phases where I'm like, it feels really good to take a beach walk every morning. And then it feels really good to make a tea every morning. But I am 
I think the thing that bothers people about it is the lie, the entrepreneur lie is that you have to be consistent and you have to be routine and you have to wake up at 5 a.m. No, and like, that. I just don't. I wake no. up at a different time every day. I work at a different time every day. I'm consistent in the sense that I always do what I need to do. I'm reliable. Mm. But like, I have no fucking routine and I have no ritual. I don't journal every day. I don't journal at the same time every day. People want to know those things about you because they're like, that's why she's successful. I'm like, no, I'm fucking successful because I decide to be every day. Anyway, let's continue. Hell yes. (laughs) And I hear you on that. Like, I definitely do not do the same thing every day by any means. Like, I try, as long as I'm doing something in the morning where I'm like, okay, I'm checking in, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm checking off the boxes to feel good. That's really all that matters. Sure. Yeah. Like, asking yourself what you need could be a perfect practice, you know, like I tend to wake up, grab my laptop or check my phone or whatever, dig into shit for a few hours. And then I'm eventually like, Oh, I need to eat. Oh, why don't I journal? Oh, what do I want to do now? And like, most people would say I shouldn't start the day with a laptop or phone or whatever, but that's just what I do. I like knocking it out. I don't know. I 100% check my phone first thing in the morning and I'm not ashamed to tell people that. <laughs> no, I want to see what people DM me on Instagram overnight. That is I the first see- thing I check. <laughs> I see what my team, because ha- I'm the only person on the West Coast. So first I see what my team needs, if anyone's like telling me anything important business-wise. But then I go into the DMs because like people, I want to see who's working on like homework for Money Mentality Makeover or a different course or who's drinking out of one of the mugs from my store. You know, I send like the mugs as presents Mm. when people pay in full for my course. Like, I just want to see what people are doing in the morning. (laughs) I hear you. And I'm on that same tip. Okay. What crystal are you currently obsessed with? What crystal am I obsessed with? I'm such a bad spiritual person. I have (laughs) so many crystals and I don't know the names of them. Um, You just like the vibes and the prettiness. That's okay. I don't. No, I'll walk into a crystal store and spend like $5,000. So it's not that I don't have them, but I just like, I hold them in my hands and I'm like, oh, I feel your vibe. You have to come home with me, you know, is my whole such. So I know I have a huge rose quartz next to my bed. I know I have a bit, you, you would know the name. I have a big, beautiful kind of like, it kind of looks like a smoky quartz vibe, but I don't think that's what it is. Huge one in my bedroom that someone told me was for abundance. And I'm like, well, we're all about abundance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. have like all the black protecty ones, like on the outskirts of different rooms. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You've got it covered. I need some black protecty <laughs> ones because I'm having like weird little energy visitors and it's like terrifying. And I was like, yeah, I, I need some protecty vibes. In your house, like you're sensing things. And I'm when I'm sleeping, I get like the weirdest like sleep paralysis, like dreams slash lucid dreams that there are like spirits in my room. Oh God, I went through that phase. I don't, yeah. I don't want to call it a phase. I experienced something similar, and it was not my favorite. Yeah, and I'm like super haunted. Like I just, I'm, I'm a haunted person. So currently cleansing the deities. Anyways, what is your go-to <laughs> well, summer? On to more important things. What is no, your favorite? I, I think this is important. Oh, can okay. I tell you two things that help me with that and just maybe one will resonate? Yeah. Okay. So my, on the spiritual side, my energy healer was like, even if you're dreaming, sleeping, awake, whatever, she taught me you like, whatever you're sensing is around you, you like put it in a container. You may have already heard this. I don't know. I, I haven't put this way before. Okay. You put the thing in a container. So you're like, I'm containing you, 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 you. And then you go, I'm clearing me. Like I'm giving me like angels, clear me, clear it, clear the karma between us and reassign it. And I Ooh. literally like imagine slash feel slash sense all the things, whatever the fuck they are going away. And I had to do that. It was after ayahuasca for me. So I got way too opened up after ayahuasca. And I'm like not actually a supporter of using that particular plant medicine, Mm. which is a different story. It just, um, I was encouraged to use it more than I wanted to. And I should have stopped. Anyway, so, and someone else could be led to it and it could be perfect and divine. And it just wasn't for me. Anyway, um, as you know, anytime you override your heart, you can open yourself up to funny shit. Anyway, so it got bad. And then I did that reassigning the energies, the deities, the spirits, whatever, for um, a little while, like 
probably a couple months, I was really like, I was really like clearing out a lot that had been in my space. That I didn't know how to get rid of. And then it really calmed down, like really calmed down. Like now it's very, very, very rare. And the other thing, so that's the spiritual side. That was an energy healer who told me that. Then on the other side, like the science side, my NLP guy, um, who I love, he doesn't believe in any of the spiritual stuff. He believes in the power of your mind. He's an NLP person. But what I think is really, really true is like anything you sense as threatening to you, you give power to in your mind. So when you see it differently and you shift the power back to you, and you perceive it differently, it stops bothering you and you stop noticing it, right? So even though he doesn't see it spiritually, it's the same fucking principle, which I find fascinating. But what he had me do is anytime I sent something in my space, I would see it like freeze, like freeze up. And then I would hit it with like an imaginary hammer and it would crumble. So if I'm seeing something that was previously threatening as frozen, then crumbled and disappearing, it kind of did a similar thing to my brain as contained and reassigned. Does that make sense? Totally. And I'm going to be like smashing ghosts with hammers all over the place. Yeah. Contain, <laughs> reassign, freeze, slash with hammer. Either way, you'll fill back in your power, you know, so you'll shift Perfect. I'm, I'm trying both. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Here for, here for okay. <laughs> this yes. podcast is starting off so interesting. Right? You're welcome, viewers. <laughs> this, is welcome. What, this is what we get into. Okay. What is your go-to summer cocktail? Ooh, I have come back just three days ago. I've come back to the dirty gray goose martini with blue Ooh. cheese olives. So nice. What is your mm-hmm. favorite designer bag that you own? I bought a snakeskin Gucci bag um, on Tuesday and I carried it last night and I'm really having a moment with it. Cuteness. Tell yeah. me more about it. What is like, what is the size? What is the strap? I need all details. Um, so it's not crossbody. It's more like a shoulder strap. It's mm-hmm. one gold chain that you can tuck into the purse. There's little magnets that like clip at the top. It's pretty small, but I had, you know, my purse, my wallet, my headphones, whatever else in it last night. And I had a lot of extra room oh. and I'm just really into snakeskin. Like I'm wearing snakeskin workout pants right after oh. the gym right now. I do a lot, a lot of snakeskin. It's a vibe right now. It's so my vibe. But every time it comes back into style, I'm like into it. This is so strange. But back in my youth, I was like maybe 14 and I bought a red snakeskin purse from, do you know what Sam's Club is? I, like I mean, I've heard of it, but I, <laughs> I've never shopped there. I don't think we had it here. No. Yeah. No, you don't need to go to Sam's club. Um, but like we didn't have Costco where I was from and I literally had like a $10 red snake skin bat. So I've been living up the snake skin life for, you know, I had 20, I had 20 years in pants probably in that same era. Yeah. Oh my God. We yeah, could have been a pretty pants. cute duo. <laughs> I know. I would need to get a pair of snakes and pants like right now, other than workout pants, like real pants. Okay. Yeah. Sexy pants. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about you. Tell us how this whole empire began. Like how did you get into manifesting and spirituality? And then when did you decide to make it a business? Oh man. When I was 13, the church I went to gave me this book. It was like what they call a devotional. Like you read like a Bible verse and a little section of like explanation, like once a day. Mm-hmm. And the way this particular book was written, this person like knew the power of manifesting though. They never would have called it that, but it's, it just opened me the fuck up. So I read this book Um, And I was like, oh, we have the power of God on the inside of us. We are powerful creators. Like I'm beginning to get this concept. I'm like, when we exercise or activate faith, things happen. And like, I was young. So I would be like, I did this through the years, you know, but I'd be like, I'm going to manifest this shirt right here going on sale to 1999. And it's going to happen. And I would like go back to the store. I'm like, yeah, it's 1999. I'm buying it. Or I'm definitely getting a parking spot today or whatever silly stuff. Or I'm going to heal this relationship with this friend I'm fighting with. Like I'm, I'm deciding and creating that that's happening. I was just playing with energy when I was young, like young, 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 um, visualizing, making the cheerleading team as I did a hundred toe touches every day in my parents' bedroom. Like, I mean, whatever. So I've been playing with energy forever and ever and ever. 
Um, and then when I was in grad school, I was living in Dallas. So I was away from Tulsa, where I'm from. Like I was kind of away from like the Bible Belty Christian-y world. And I had been very open all through college to like exploring like other belief systems and religions or whatever. I'm telling a really long story. We went back to like so many years ago, but I'm going to wrap it up. So um, basically I was very open to like, well, I don't think, I don't think Jesus is the only way to God. Like they told me in church. So what do I actually think is up here? So I got on the yoga mat. I started doing a lot of yoga. I started reading about like Buddhism and Hinduism and all the things. And I came into learning a lot about like new age teachings. And then I was like, oh, they're calling it manifesting. And they're just talking about activating, like the, like activating faith, like just believing that you can have a thing. I know about that. But what I liked about it is they understood how to get the emotion um, get the energy of your emotion behind a thing to become a vibrational match for it. Right. And I'd never really understood that what I was doing was becoming a vibrational match. Right. So that kind of took me to the next level of like, Oh, I can create so much more intentionally and on purpose and on repeat. Um, when I get my thoughts and my feelings and my being and my energy in line with the thing I want. So then I started doing that and got quite good at it. And then I never, I never meant for it to be a business. Like I have a master's in counseling. I was working as an intern at Dallas University schools. Like I was doing my thing. I was life coaching on the side just because I felt like I had a, um, a gift to give. And that was a way I could be paid for the things I understood. So I was like half life coaching, half therapying in my therapy sessions and in my coaching sessions. And I mean, like, then I went to a PhD program. I tried to do the traditional therapy path. And like one year into the PhD program, I was like, my business is growing. This PhD thing isn't going to help me help more people or make more money. So I quit the PhD and was like, okay, do or die now or never. I have to figure out how to do this thing. And I think the interwebs is how I'm going to be able to do it big. So then I was like, okay, well, what do I know how to do? I was like, I know how to life coach. So I started helping therapists add life coaching legs to their business that accidentally made me a business coach. I didn't really mean to be. And then I created a digital course called Become a Life Coach and realized I loved digital courses. And then I was, you know, making six figures in my business. I was like, I think I understand the money thing the way most people don't. Let's make, I created my first money course, which we've just added one module to every year as I became like, multiple six figure, the millionaire, the multimillionaires. I just keep adding content on what I learn about money and receiving it and earning it and keeping it and investing it and doing all the things I do with it. And here we are. Yeah. And now you're a multimillionaire. So what are some no, of these? No, I have like, a lot of, a lot of fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we love that. We love that you are sharing that with us. Um, so what are some of like the key milestones um, that you've learned along the way? Cause you kind of like had those first learnings. Like what are the things that you've learned at those different milestones? Like what got you to the multi six figures? What got you to the million? Like what were the mindset things that had to continue to shift as you went? So the shocking thing that I think, I think all people who like, you know, make more and more money and who are under, uh, who are aware of the energetic and spiritual principles that are at play behind the scenes. I think we all think at some point we're going to have to like get serious and get into gear and, and learn internet marketing or, or something like at some point we're gonna have to do it the right way. And what I keep finding is like, it's still just all fucking vibration. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I don't get better and better at the, like the craft of using the internet and like coaching and like all the things I do. But I mean, I would say the main thing is the vibe. Speaking of being a major boss, babe, I finally have finished my home office. It's now fully decorated. And there was one piece that made the room. You need to experience the citizenry in your home like I have in mine. It is a socially conscious home decor brand that actually care about craftsmanship and quality, but like in a modern way. So they travel around the world. They partner with these master artisans in over 15 countries, and they created this exclusive collection that they sell online without the middleman markup or the annoying salesperson trying to upsell you. So there's no more searching for that perfect pillow combination. 
I literally just have this one pillow and it has instantly stepped up the game of my entire room. And one of the pillows takes one of their talented artisans three days to make, all made start to finish in a fair trade important way, which is so, so, so these days hard to find. (laughs) Um, So in my office, I'm going for this like boho chic look. So I got this citizenry lumbar pillow, which is their most popular item. It put them on the map. Things were getting a little too girly in my office. I got got this tufted pink bench. And so I put this amazing boho citizenry pillow on it and it seriously makes the office. It's so chic, but it also says I meditate on the regular. I put a photo in the show notes. You guys can check it out and you feel good knowing where the money is going because for every pillow sold, one third of the cost goes to these artisan partners. One third goes to citizenry and one third to shipping and packaging. And every dollar you spend supports fair wages, safe working environments. And it's a direct investment into artisan entrepreneurs because social impact matters, you guys. And I highly, highly support people in all countries, all over the world. You know, these entrepreneurs that are making these beautiful pieces, I want them to get paid fairly for it. And if you didn't love citizenry enough already, did you know that they donate 10% of the proceeds directly back into these artisan communities around the globe? And it helps these entrepreneurs take their businesses to the next level. Promote entrepreneurs always, you guys. So if you want to chic up your home with super high quality, beautiful, unique pieces, you can actually get a $50 gift voucher towards your first purchase of $200 or more. So go to citizenrypodcast.com, enter promo code chakra, and you get $50 off your purchase of $200 or more. So that citizenrypodcast.com, I'm going to spell it out for you. C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-R-Y podcast.com. And the promo code is chakra. Go check it out guys. Around the time I went to making like multiple six figures, like my first $500,000 year, I just was into being able to spend more. It was just a vibe of, I want to earn more and I want to spend more. And I allowed that to be okay. I didn't pay off my student loans. I didn't pay off my debt. I just earned more and I spent more and I had like shit and savings and I would launch a course right before my taxes were due to pay my tax bill and nothing about it looked like the way you should run a business, but it was honoring my true desire to be able to spend. I had never been able to spend my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just went with that. And then time went on. And I was like, okay, what do I really want now? And I'm like, well, I want, you know, one thing I wanted was six figure months. That was a big deal. And another thing I wanted was to finally have money in savings. I was like, Amanda, you're an adult now. Like you're about to be 30 years old or however I was 31, whatever it was at the time. Like, what are you fucking doing? Get money in savings. And I was like, okay, so I'm comfortable earning. I'm comfortable spending something's up where I'm not comfortable having money or I wouldn't spend it fucking all like, where's it all even going? You know? So then I started playing with just like how I learned to be a vibrational match for earning. I played with the feelings of what would it be like to have a lot of money in the bank, a lot of money in my accounts. And that was a totally different vibe. And so for the first time I kind of understood what I call it overflow when I teach it, but this energy of overflow where, and this is how my present life, present day life feels, no matter how much I spend, no matter how much I honor my desires with how I buy, what I donate, how I invest, there is money left over. So like present day, I mean, my savings goals are insane. Like I save typically like six figures each month between like what I save in the bank and what I invest. Like that's, that's a lot of fucking extra money but I don't feel limited in the way I spend or shop or donate or do or whatever. Right. So that was a whole new vibe. So I guess what I would say is every time you have a financial desire, you have to be a vibrational match for it. And I become a vibrational match by feeling the feelings of already being true. So when you start to try to feel the feelings of like, I have X in the bank or my debt is all paid off which debt being all paid off was an extension of overflow for me. If there's so much extra, then debt was just kind of eliminated because it was, I just had so much extra. And if you don't do it that way, what happens is people pay off their debt, but they're still a vibrational match for debt. So they end up having the exact same amount of debt over and over and over again. So I've seen that like time and time again. 
it's that whole thing where no matter how much money I earn, I'm still left with nothing because you're a vibrational match for nothing. And no matter how much debt I pay off, I end up having the same amount of debt. Well, that's the, that's what you're a match for. Mm. That's the amount you can't imagine really having less than or more than. So there's humans out there who can't imagine having any less than a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And there's other humans who can't imagine having any more than a thousand dollars of debt, but it's all just the standards we put in our head of what we can and can't imagine. It's just our energetic minimums and maximums. So, um, and I teach all this very in depth in money mentality makeover, but so what I would say is when you start to feel the feelings of the experience you want to have, all your fucking limiting beliefs will come up. It doesn't work that way. It can't be that easy. It doesn't happen for a person like me, not from a family I come from. It's wrong to have money. It's greedy to have money. Whatever your shit is will all come up and tell you that you're lying to yourself. But if you can clear those beliefs truly and begin to think a new way and believe it, then there will be nothing between you and your desired outcome. Mm, so true. So how, what are some little practices we can do? <laughs> was that, to... that was really long. <laughs> no, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> what are some practices that we can do to be a match for overflow? So like, okay, let's say overflow. So overflow is there is more than enough. I spend as I desire. I save as I desire and holy shit, there's still extra. So my, my whole thing is if that were already your reality, how would you feel right now? So I'll often have people journal, like if that was already your your reality, what would you be thinking? What would you be saying? What would you be feeling? So different things move different people into, into an energetic state. I personally am not moved by visualization at all. I can visualize something and feel nothing. So you have to learn what makes you feel something. So words make me feel something. So if I start saying to myself, holy shit, it's working, it's happening, and there's more money than I know what to do with, I can't even believe this, there's X amount in my bank, there's the, the debt is gone, or whatever it is. Like if I start kind of what Abraham Hicks calls a rampage, if I start going on like my tangent, I can get myself revved up into like a vibe that is like a state of being of that thing already being true. So I use my words, but someone else might use their imagination or their visualization or their whatever, because energy follows anything that brings emotion in us. Mm, I love that. So you're just like really ranting, like riffing on it. <laughs> and and like, are you riff. saying it out loud? Are you saying it in your head? Are you writing it down? Like, or is it kind of a combo of all three? It can be a combo. Like I could drive down the road and get myself into a really high vibe, or sometimes I'll do it while I'm teaching to help people who the, help the people I'm teaching feel the energy of what I'm teaching. But like in my daily experience, it's often in my journal. So my journal, <laughs> I shared one on Instagram the other day. And people are like, you're being pretty bold right now. But in my journal the other day, it said something like, I just get hotter and hotter and hotter. It was always my destiny to get hotter and richer and happier. And that's just the way it's meant to be. (laughs) And I was saying something like, um, so the most money my company's ever made in a month is 410,000. So I was saying $500,000 months are standard and $500,000 months lead to million dollar months. And it's standard and normal and expected to have seven figures in the bank. I'm not seven figures. I have seven figures to have eight figures in the bank. And I was just like saying all these like outrageous things, but they felt so true and possible Mm -hmm. for me. Like I was moving energy by feeling what it will be like when that's my reality, you know? Mm, I love that. And I've, I've been one to usually do the visualization and I, I, like I, I use mantra, but it'll be like one sentence. I haven't done like a real, like real riff on it. So I'm totally going to apply that. Play with it. Just like, I think a great practice for everyone would be like, open your journal and just, and just like, it could be as simple as this. What do I wish were true? What do I want to be true? You know, Mm -hmm. like, and then just start ranting it out. Totally. Have you ever like had a moment where you were like, what's all, you know, what is the money for? Like, is this even, you know, making me fulfilled. I know there was like one time, I think it was like the second year of my business. My goal was 300,000 and I had made 200,000 and it was October and I had a few months left. I was like, do I really care about this other hundred thousand? Like, what does it even mean? There's got to be a deeper meaning than the material, than spending, than, than blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. How have you, like, what did you do to kind of like bring it back to like a deeper meaning? 
Okay. So like good people tend to do good things with money, right? So money tends to be like an amplifier of who you are. So, I mean, I'll just be like really honest. Of course there was a time when I thought money was going to fulfill me or I thought it was going to mean something. That's not true. Yeah. Your happiness will always be an inside job. Like, like choosing your state of mind and your approach to life and whatever will always be an internal experience. And that's just the case. At the same time, money makes everything a lot, lot easier and there's nothing wrong with having it. So if there's nothing wrong with having it and I can choose to have more of it and it makes my life a lot easier, it allows me to support, you know, to pay my employees. Like when my sister went through a divorce, I was able to say like, I I got it. Like I'll, I'll pay for it and you can pay me back like an X amount of time. Like, I mean, how is that bad that I'm right. the family member that can say, no, I can fly you guys down or no, I can pay for that thing. Like, you know, like my family's going, my parents and my sister wanted to go on a cruise for Christmas and they were like booking these like tiny rooms on like the bottom floor. And I was like, Hey dad, um, what if I just upgrade everyone to like the junior suite? And then he was like, Oh, the, we can do the, ju- there's only one junior suite last. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's like, you and your sister stay in the junior suite. We'll stay in the internal room and I was like no get us both the grand suite like it's cool so like how is that bad that I can just give a Christmas present like I just think we make it too hard Mm -hmm. so yeah like when the Malibu fire happened I was like cool who do I need to donate to you know I live in Malibu like I like that I can I like that I can do that but I just think we have this idea that like unless we unless we just found some grand charitable thing to do that we're somehow being bad or reckless with money. And I just think it being in my account accounts and giving me options is good. You know what I mean? Like how is that bad? Totally. And on that, I made the mistake of checking my podcast reviews today. <laughs> there were some <laughs> Don't nasty read anything comments. says about you. Oh my gosh. So how do you deal with that? Because I know, like, I've seen like, a, and you're very open with it. Like, you'll send out an email being like, someone said this about me. I'm like, good for you for just like telling everyone. And like, yeah. So people, well, are like, oh, you're vapid, or oh, like, don't talk about your Porsche. Don't talk about your designer bags. That's not well, spiritual. Like, what do you say to those people? Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. I chose this life. So not only do I do the energetics every day for like 20 years, you know what I mean? Not only do I do the energetics, but I learned to build a business and run a company and I am diligent at making it better. And I mean, it's a very heart-based business. So there's a lot of following my intuition and trusting my gut and rearranging things based on what just feels true for me. So there's all the heart behind it. But at the same time, I send out the emails. I write the posts. I get on the live streams. I build the sales page. I'm still the one writing all the copy in every email and on every fucking sales page. I mean, like I work every day. Yeah. I'm sure I could rearrange the company to where I didn't work this much or that much or whatever, but I love the work I do, but I just feel like I work my ass off in every possible way. Fuck you. If you don't like that, I bought two cars in the same month. That's what I wanted to do. Like go create a life where you can do the same thing. Yeah. And like, I guess go, go that kind of brings me to another question too. So what do you think? Do you think everyone is meant to be rich? Do you think the universe wants everyone to like raise their vibes and be abundant? Or do you think there's some people that are going to be, you know, totally happy being like a hippie with no money? Or do you think that deep down they have like these blocks that need to be released and they just haven't admitted to themselves that they want to be higher vibe and more of an energetic match for a more abundant life? I think that the universe doesn't have an opinion because the universe isn't a person the universe fully just responds to us like from right. a, like just a vibrational sense. The universe doesn't like test you or inflict things on you. It just responds to you. So, True. and when you make it be that simple, when you let it be that simple, you don't have to be like, what is the universe trying to tell me? You can just be like, well, what in me wanted this or what in me didn't believe I couldn't have something else. And you can just like actually look at what in you matched whatever came up you know Mm -hmm. and that helps me a lot to break it down that simply so while I believe like the universe doesn't have opinions and responds to us I do believe in like 
angels and spirits and guides. And I think there's lots of things out there with opinions, but I think all those things with opinions were honestly designed to back us, to support us. Like right. I, a deeper desire. Yeah. Like I sense when I decide like, okay, it's time to grow. We're going bigger. The company's doing this now. Like I sense a chorus of angels rejoicing. Right. So like, I think the whole world wants to get behind us when we decide that we can have whatever. So is there probably people out there that true desires aren't about money? I mean, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Even if they're living the most beautiful hippie life, those moments where they struggle because they can't pay a hospital bill or something like that's not pleasant for anyone. Yeah. Do I think they could still like be a vibrational match for a really beautiful life and that bill would get taken care of? Like, of course, but we're all, I think we're all here to learn different things. and We're all here to teach different things. We typically are here to teach what we're here to learn. Right. Yeah. I'm a great many teacher. Cause I'm willing to learn many stuff all day, every day. Like I'm, and I still like, people are like, but you, you solved your many stuff once and for all. I'm like, no, I didn't. There's no such thing as solving it once and for all. I'm just willing to look at any shit I have around it on any given day and clear it up, you know? Totally. So like, I, I don't know. I think there's like a cosmic curriculum for each of us. And my curriculum clearly had a lot to do with money and I'm here for it and I'm all about it and I love it. Yeah. But I live in Malibu where there's a lot of surfers living in their vans and they seem to really like their van life. Yeah. What am I to say? <laughs> you know? There's no like, makes- so basically there's no right or wrong way. And like, yeah. you know, people who are living in their vans can't look at us and call us vapid and write it on our podcast comments. If oh, we- someone called you vapid? Oh, yeah. oh, let me say something about haters, though. So, like, you just have to stop fucking caring. You know, like yeah. Oprah said, step one is don't read any of it. And I heard mm-hmm. her say it years ago. And then I just, over the years, I get it a little bit more and more. I don't need to know. Like, I don't need to know. Like, it's nice if someone, like my social media manager, it's nice if from time to time she goes on YouTube and deletes heinous comments. It's nice if my... Um, my person who manages the assistant at amandafrancis.com and support at amandafrancis.com. It's nice if my customer service person doesn't tell me something hateful that comes in. I'm to the point where like I have people around me who I trust. I don't fucking want to know. At the same time, when I have seen things, every time I see something and I know it's about me, I just hit it fucking head on. And I just find it so fun if someone's going to say something horrible about you, like when they were calling me the Regina George of coaching, they're like, she's secretly a mean girl, mm-hmm. which no one in my life or in my circles would ever, ever, ever say about me. But when they did that, I just released that course. I called it peanut parts. And the first line of the sales page was like, they called me the Regina George of coaching yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like I just, I'm going to monetize it. I'm going to have fun with it. So fuck you. I'm going to make a great lesson out of it. Cause that's what I do. And, and I, I don't know. I think that takes my power back when I just, when I share about it and I, yeah. I don't totally. know, that shifts it for me. Okay. So you, if you were inspired, you could do a post that was like, someone called me vapid or whatever. And here's what it's about for me. And here's what it brought up. And here's what I know to be true. And here's what I hope for them. Or you could just be like, whatever. And never no. say a damn thing. And both are fine. You the know? post is already written in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so all everyone listening. That please take this today. opportunity to please go leave a nice comment on yeah. my podcast and on Amanda's podcast. <laughs> please. You know, I, I say this from time to time in emails. I'm like, guys, the podcasts are free, 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 free resources. Right. They are the, like some people will only find you through the truly free stuff. So when you leave a review for someone's podcast, who's just trying to get good work into the world, you tell iTunes that it's a more important podcast and that more people need to see it. Like it's actually really kind to leave podcast reviews. Yeah. I leave them all the time. I'm yeah. Like, it's good karma. Yeah. Yeah. For like my clients, my friends, I'm like, Oh, let me go leave them a review all the time. Okay. Well let's do a trade Z review. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. We'll leave each other reviews today. That sounds delightful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kate, love you. Let's move on <laughs> to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and I can go first. I mean, I could talk about my meltdown this morning when my read, when I read my reviews, but we, we won't go there. Um, okay. but I, 
did cry two days ago because the dishes weren't done. I had like the worst <laughs> sleep and my husband and I shared a bottle of wine before going uh-huh. to bed and usually we'll clean the dishes before we go to bed. I'm not a neat freak by any fucking stretch of the imagination, but there's uh-huh. something to be said about waking up with a slight hangover after a shitty sleep and there being a pile of dishes. And I had like a full down, like crying. And like, I took the raspberry, I was like eating raspberries and I took them and I threw them back into the fridge and the container just like opened and they went everywhere. And then I had to clean the fridge on top of cleaning the dishes. Oh, and you didn't want to do fucking any of it. I know. (laughs) (sighs) Poor me. Um, Uh, I mean, do you have someone who can help you in those times? Do you have like a, like a house assistant? Uh, not on call. Some I have someone that comes like once a week, but it was just like not her day. So I mean, yeah, I definitely so could have, but it. Yeah. it was fine. It. Yeah. Well, being a human being never goes away. I mean, no. we, we would have to ask Kim Kardashian or Beyonce or someone, but I have the feeling, I have the sense now that I have a lot of support around me. I have the sense that no matter who you are, like at some point, Bill Gates is like, shit, I have to clean this up. Totally. Or Beyonce's like, you know, blue Ivy got fingerprints on the, whatever again, you know, I just think like the human being, no matter how fabulous your life starts to feel, you're just a human being. And sometimes you're on your hands and knees cleaning up a glass you broke. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to throw the raspberries in the fridge and have to like scrape the stains off the side of the fridge. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, so like for me, there was a time where I had a, cause I needed more support at the time. So there was a season of me going, why do I have to do this? Why am I always doing this? Why do I feel like I'm always picking up things? It's, it's someone else's job. And I've since gone like, huh, what an interesting moment to chill and like get on the floor and just be present with myself and clean the thing up or whatever. Like, so like true. I just got to be like, okay with it more. So and true. Like, and I find like the more I rely on my husband to clean and like do shit, the more I just get disappointed anyway. So rather than like today, his shoes were all like outside of the shoe closet when he could have just easily put them in the shoe closet. I was like, okay, <laughs> I could yell at him. He's probably not going to learn. So I'm going to take the seven seconds and do it myself. Totally. And like my friend, Andrea Crowder has always taught her kids to quote unquote, do it with joy. Mm. And I think about that in these moments, the moments when I'm cleaning something up, or I, I thought I was going to be working on business, or I thought I was going to be doing something else. And I'm like, just doing this very normal, regular, required at the moment thing. I'm just like, but I could just do it with joy because it will only take a few seconds. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Do it with joy, guys. Okay. And my manifestation, I had my biggest cash month. So how timely that I can talk about it on this podcast, but <laughs> it, I actually beat my highest cash month by a good like 20 grand. So it wasn't just like a little, a little scoot. It was like, it was like, it was a decent jump. So I'm here for it. And I made it easy. Like this launch was like the easiest launch I've ever had. So releasing the idea that shit has to be hard because it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I can tell you for sure. I'm working. I mean, it's, I've been in business eight years now. Um, I for sure work less and make more every year. Still to this day, I'm working less than ever before, making more than ever before. Cause you just get better at yeah. all the parts. Yeah. Fucking men. And you just get people like more followers and more people. I mean, yeah, the audience grows and yeah. that helps it all. It all gets better. I just think if anyone who really desires this work, will just get in there and just do whatever it takes for a few years it's all downhill in a positive way from there, you know, it's yeah. all easy from there. Yeah, totally. I hear you. And I feel like there's like, I don't know, it's kind of funny because there's these people that are saying, oh, I was an overnight success. And some people are saying, oh, you should never talk about being an overnight success. And I'm like, I honestly made six figures in my first year, which isn't like huge, but I mean, I did. And I'm not going to like but it's success. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to like hide that. So yeah, everyone has their own like rate at which they find their success. But like you said, you have to be willing to do the work and like pull up your sleeves and the first few years might not be, you know, all rainbows and butterflies, but it'll get easier. It does get easier. And like, it's just vibrations. So I've seen plenty of people who were used to making a lot of money, like in corporate, start their business and make the exact same amount of money in corporate. When I left Mm -hmm. the PhD program, I made the exact same money when my stipend was gone, when I, that I made when I still had the stipend. Like, it's just interesting how vibration works. So like, 
if you believed that a six-figure year was possible that first year, well, like, a fucking course. I didn't believe that. You know what right. I mean? Like, $30,000 in a year was still a lot of money at that time. And I was just trying to – I was just like, God, if we could make $3,000 a month. And that's just where I was fucking at, you know? Yeah, and I, but that, that's why I feel like it's important for us, and I mean, you're killing it, to talk about the numbers. Like, so, so many yeah. people are like, oh, you shouldn't talk about how much money you make. I'm like, but that's what fucking inspired me to do it in the first place. If no one told me that I could make 100 grand in the first year or make, you know, what I'm making now, like people, I wouldn't yeah. be doing it because I wouldn't believe it. So it's like, it's, totally. it, people just need to normalize talking about how much money they make. I don't find it taboo. I don't find it tacky. I'm here for it. No, and women especially need permission to talk about it and own it and desire it and want it. Why do we believe we're not supposed to even want it? I don't think women are getting paid less because the world is just unfair. And yes, the world is unfair. But I think part of it is women aren't asking for as much money. Women aren't negotiating as hard. Women aren't questioning their bonuses. Like my friends in, in corporate and I talk about it because they have to like I have this really good friend whose husband has been in corporate for all these years and he's, and he's like, babe, the women don't question me on the bonus. The man's, the men do every quarter. Mm-hmm. And so she's always like, well, I'm going to conduct myself like a man. Then she's like, I'm growing a pair of bigger balls. I'm going to go negotiate my salary again. <laughs> and she's the highest paid woman in her company now. And she's one of my best friends and I love her, but like, I don't know. I just think women need to stand up for what they fucking want in every arena and own it and ask for it and declare it and go get it. You know, what just came up for me. And I wonder if this is part of it is like women tend to compare to each other a lot. And if a woman sees another successful woman, it might trigger her to be like, oh, why is she talking about that? Or, oh, that's rude. Or, oh, that's excessive. Even though it's coming from a place of jealousy and comparison. And then now she's labeled herself as, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that extra money because it's this way or it's or it's egotistical to want that or it's whatever because they've labeled someone else that because it triggered them. Totally. And we don't want, we don't want people to not like us. I just resolved myself. And like, of course I still want to be liked. I'm still human, but I resolved myself to a long time ago. As far as my business goes, I'm not here to make people like me. It's my job to inspire. It's my job to empower. It's my job to show up and like hold a vibration for things being different. Like, but it is, it is definitely not my job to like be relatable. (laughs) Totally. And like, sometimes you have to be that like tough love cookie that like tells people how it is. Yeah. And I'm just willing to like, people be like, I unsubscribed from your email list six times, <laughs> but I kept getting back on and then I bought all your courses and I'm like, cool, whatever. You can like hate me and be triggered for as long as you need to. Like you can, and you can tell stories about why you don't like me or you can let me change your life. But like, I'm going to let that be your process, you know? Yeah. A fucking man. All right. What was your last meltdown? <laughs> um, I can't think of a big, I've been thinking about it the whole time we've been talking, like, what am I going to say here? I can't think of a big, big meltdown. I think my easiest triggers right now are my, like my mini meltdowns that are like still pretty regular is when I have that feeling and it's deep for me that like, I can't trust the support that is around me. Oh yeah. And I, I don't feel it very often because like I said, my support gets better and better and better and better. But when I do, when like I explained something to a team member and then when what I see them executing makes me feel like they didn't hear me, something deep within me goes like, but this means it's like so not true and it's so weird, but it feels so real for a moment. It's like, you'll never get a break. You'll yeah. never not be the one running the whole thing. La, 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 la. And it like, and it just hits something. And then I find myself wanting to flip out. On I know. And I have to step back and go like, whoa, like, dude, like, what is this? Cause you don't want, you don't want your employees to start being like nervous that they're going to get like dramatic voice notes from you every day where you're like, you don't understand what I asked you to do. So like, um, that's probably the most common trigger that I feel like I'm healing I've been journaling for all, for a long, long time now. Like I'm supported. I have the best team and it becomes more and more true. And just like anything else, we continue to heal deeper and deeper layers of it is how it feels for me. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I can relate to that hundred percent. And now my, my husband has like 
quit his job to work for me, my business full time. And so I've been doing that to him a lot. <laughs> I'm like, did you even listen to me? Um, but yeah. <laughs> you have good. to realize that like, really, it can't be broken. Like what you've no. created can't be broken. By exactly. Something. It's not a house of cards. That's what I always no. tell myself. No, it, like, it, like they can do something well, this is always humbling. Someone on your team does something that you did not want them to do, and it's better than what you had in mind. Yeah, like, <laughs> that <laughs> happens too. Like you do your fucking job. Yeah, <laughs> but I journal that. I journal for years. I've been saying like I hire people who are better than me at various things because at one point in time I did it all. I didn't, and I am <laughs> in my confidence. Didn't believe people could be better at me than certain things, and now yeah. like my tech guru knows way more than me about tech. Praise Lord my person who like uploads my, does my podcast and does like my YouTube videos. I have no idea how to upload a podcast episode because I assigned it to her. And, and like, I never, I never asked any questions. So like there, I just think I've released a lot of control and it's yes. been very, very helpful. So good. What is your most recent manifestation or even what's your like most fun manifestation story? Cause I feel like you probably have some goodies fun manifestation story you know I kind of what's coming to mind and I don't know that I have one particular but like what I don't know what feels relevant for like this this combo is all the times like I doubled revenue mm -hmm. like every like I the first one I remember I'll tell this story because I feel like this might just be relevant and it was years ago now but it stays with me um, I don't know if you've ever heard me tell this or not, but like I had been making about like 8,000 a month for maybe like six months. And this had to be like 2000, like 14 or something. Yeah. And I really wanted that coveted five figure month and I couldn't hit it and I couldn't hit it and I couldn't hit it. I'm like, why are we not making five? Like, why am I not making $10,000 a month? What is happening? And when I sat down with myself, I realized that that would mean if I made more than $8,000 a month, I would make more than six figures a year. And for where I'm from in Oklahoma, the goal, everyone I knew, their goal was to someday just make six figures. Yeah. And I was sitting here going, am I, am I going to allow myself to move into more than six figures? And I had like a come to Jesus meeting in my journal of like how I was safe to have that. And I was allowed to have that. And I would continue to use that for good. And it didn't matter that my dad worked his whole life to finally get to six figures, like the last two years of his career or that like, it, or whatever, like all the stories I had about, cause we all have that. Is it safe to make more than our husbands? Is it safe to make more than our parents? Is it safe to make more than whomever? And when I cleared that the next month I made 11,000 and then I was mm. like, Oh, well now that we've passed that, I'm going to make 20. And I went from 11 to 20. And I, then I understood what it felt like to double. And I was like, well, now it's going to be 40. So like three months later, I hit 42. And before the end of the year, it was like 72. And then the next year it was like 109. And then my goal after that was 180. Then my goal after that was 250. Then my goal after that was 300, which I didn't hit till this past February. And then, like I said, the, now we're consistently hanging out at about like three, between 330 and like 410 a month. Um, my point being is like, it's just fucking cool that this doesn't have to be linear. It's just yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can get 10 clients, you, you can get 20. If you can get two, you can get four. Like when I started playing with doubling being the standard, like, I think I just set myself up for a different kind of growth than most people had set their sights on when I was like doubling is how we do, you know? Oh, hundred percent. And I think we, sometimes, sometimes we think like, oh, if I want to double my money, that means I'm going to have to work twice as hard, but it's like, Never. how about release that belief yeah. and decide it's going to be easy and go for it. I mean, me, my, for a while, I worked with this woman, Katrina Ruth. She's a really, really good friend of mine. And she was a mentor to me for a couple of years. And I remember asking Kat that, I can't remember what, what amount of money I wanted to make. Oh, oh, oh I had been in the hundred, hundred thousands a month for a year. Like I said, one nine, 109, then to like 180, but I hadn't ever gone above 200. And I was like feeling so like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I can't get above 200. And I remember like saying something to Kat about it. 
And I was like, do I need a new strategy? Do I need a new whatever? And she was like, no, you know, as well as I do, what got you here will get you there. That whole thing that like, what got you here can't get you there has never been true for me. I'm doing the same things. I'm just expecting better results. And like we said earlier, I get smarter at my job. But there, mm-hmm. I have yet to create a funnel or run a really intelligent Facebook ad campaign or any of that stuff that a lot of people love and a lot of people are great at. But like, I just create heartfelt offers and send emails and that's all I've ever done, you know? hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think that's, I think that's it. It's like people, it, maybe some people want to do the funnels. Maybe they want to do the Facebook ads and that's, that's what fine. makes them feel good. And maybe that's what makes them feel like it's easy. But to me, yeah. that doesn't feel easy. That feels heavy. So it's like, I'd rather just show up and have fun and let people be inspired by that. Yeah, totally. Just Yay. be someone that people want to watch. Yes. Like, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yay. People well, this was so fun. Authenticity. Like be your fucking self. Okay. Yes. <laughs> She's going to pack for Paris, guys. It's good that you're cutting us off because literally, like, I I literally, yeah. We can (laughs) talk about this all day, but you you got a flight to catch, honey. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Go check out Amanda Francis. She's fucking amazing. She's so inspiring. Go make millions with her, and we will catch you guys. Oh, wait. Tell us your, your handles and everything quickly. I'm XO Amanda Francis on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. XO Amanda, F-R-A-N-C-E-S. My website is amandafrancis.com. Um, my podcast is And She Rises. Yeah. We'll link you guys. Fuck up. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> link. Yeah. She Rises the fuck up. We will link you guys <laughs> to all the things. Love you. Mean it. And please go leave a nice comment. Rate me five stars. Subscribe and do it for Amanda yes. too. <laughs> go subscribe. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at theshockergirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.